Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition, edition 167 of the Cantina Nikki's podcast. My name is John Jaguba, to have you with us this evening. I am coming to you live, not from the banks of Lake Travis as I, as I am normally situated, but from downtown Oklahoma City, where next door, um, over at the Chesapeake Bay Arena, there is a concert of a band called Five Finger Death Punch. I don't know what that is, well, but uh, that's uh, that's what's happening. That's what's happening next door here at the here in the, the heartland of Oklahoma City. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are on the one yard line, and they have just taken a knee, so they're going to beat Saints, hold Saints to ten points. Tomas is up one zero. I don't know what's going on, Joel. The gods have the gods have been smiling on me tonight. Is this, is this the real life? <laughs> Or is this just fantasy? I have no idea. Yeah. But, the, but that is where we are. Hoyle Savas joins us from from a, an undisclosed location. I'm in, in Irvine right now. In, in Orange County. Yes. Está lloviendo. Yeah, it's been raining oh my God. profusely. Yeah. Yeah. So so, so how, how long has the freakout been going on? Has the what? How long has the freakout been going on there? I just started last night, uh, lightly, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's welcome rain. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you, what people don't understand about about Los Angeles because you know they see the palm trees and all, all that, all the, you know, every, all the the pretty stuff, is that it's essentially a desert. It's uh, it's not really, I mean, all, all of that stuff you see there is really kind of more manufactured because it just doesn't rain out there. I mean, it is, it is, uh, it rains what like like three or four times a year total. I mean, it just doesn't rain that much at all. So it's, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's not the lush verdant valleys that people that people claim it to be. So when it does rain, people have a major freak out there in, <laughs> in Los Angeles. And uh, so, uh, yes, let's get right to it. We have uh, we have the Ligia, the Ligia to talk about. And, uh, yes. In the first, in the first uh, games we had yesterday, Cruz Azul took care of business uh Away on the road, two zero in the Corregidora against uh, everyone's uh, sexy new coach Rafa Puente Jr., who was very very happy and excited to be in the, to be in the Liga. If you saw the little video that he posted, where uh, that they posted where he you know, was able to make it, and, and, and kudos to them. They just said, you know, it's a, a, a tough task to beat a team that has been as solid as Cruz Azul has been over the. Uh, over the past season, and Cruz Azul did what they had to do yesterday to get the two points, uh, get the two goals to go up 2-0, and then they'll have uh, the home leg to be played at Cruz uh, Azul's uh, historic home, which is the Estadio Azteca, and uh, they will uh, probably take care of business there and advance to the semifinals. In the other game, uh, in the Tamalera, Monterrey won 1-0 over Santos uh, con la mínima diferencia, so everything's still to play for in Torreón, and as we all know, Torreón is a uh, very difficult place to get a result. Oof, 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 Hoyle. Almost came very close to going up 2 0 there in, uh, in the Boca. And today's yeah. result, Hoyle. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, please. No, no, that would be quite the upset. Um, uh, and especially Pumas is playing away, so that's, that's making the result even that much 
you know. Yeah, well, they hadn't even scored a goal in the World Cup in the last six times they've been there. So uh, the, the fact that they're that they're winning one zero, and I'm not saying necessarily that they're going to win this, and they may not even win the tie, but you know, just just you know, you know, for well, and and then well, and then the, the, the also the other thing is that um, Pumas is higher up in the in the tabla general, so if you know, yeah. It, it it is a second tie. The first tiebreaker is away goals, and then the second tiebreaker is the uh, is the higher is the higher seed. It used to be uh, where the higher the uh, lower seed would have to win the tie hour, which I actually th- I kind of like. I think that I mean you know especially when an eighteen playoff, yes. you should have an advantage like that to to to, to, to force the other team to uh, to force the other team to, uh, yeah. to to win the tie. I, I actually prefer that. And then I think then it, then it should go to away goals for the semifinals, and then in the final, it should be, there should be no tiebreaker. It should just you know whatever happens happens. Yeah. So I mean, Pumas is looking good, and uh, you know, Sep Tigres is that type of team that has the strikers that if they you know turn the switch on, they they can make it rain. Uh, but yeah, but Pumas is showing that they're gonna you know. Yes, we're not going really, to talk about we're not going to talk strikers tonight. Okay, <laughs> don't want to jinx. Don't want to jinx. Uh, I would not. But you know what striker impressed me was Alexis Vega. I had not seen much of him play, and if Chivas has not, you know, he's rumored to go to Chivas if they have not tied his contract or his transfer. Uh, I think that price just went up. It did. He was uh, uh, plays for Toluca, teenager. Uh, has been playing uh, well for them all season, and they were able to uh, secure, uh, you know, ultimately a draw against uh, against Blue America, which wasn't necessarily the best result for them, but certainly better than being down two to one. It was it was a very entertaining game, as, as most America Toluca games are. Uh, yeah, one of the things I haven't done in, in forever. Yeah, I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to go to Medio website and see what. The, <laughs> Uh, what work? And it's because they, they all they do is run ads now, so it's just like really, really. Painful. Yeah, Vega's goal was pretty much highlight. There he, the way he left three three defenders in his wake, and the way he struck the ball was just very impressive. Oh, good lord! What? I'm, I'm way behind you, so don't even don't even. You don't are even say behind it. me. Don't even say it. I'm hoping it's something good. I'm hoping it's something. Good. <laughs> it's, well, I don't know. It's getting disputed right now, but I just saw Puma score. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I am definitely, uh, definitely <laughs> way, way, way behind. Yeah. So anyway, so let's let's look at the uh, let's look at the goals here. Let's see. Uh, is this? It might be going to bar here, John. This this goal might be disputed. Well, wait. No, it got it got. Yeah, so I'm looking for at the uh, at the at the goal list and uh, Alexis Vega is. Surely we've got to have more than that. And this must be him. Yeah, so he he scored. Uh, Alexis Vega scored 
what looks to be, I think, six goals in the, in, in the, in the temporada. So yeah. I think that he was the second highest uh, Mexican uh, player on goals for in the MX behind, uh, well, maybe third, and Saliva and uh, Victor Guzman. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the. Uh... Oh wait 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 wait. So was it a goal or not? Because I just saw the play. The calling is offsides, but I believe if the goalie is the last to touch the ball, I think it negates the offside position. So they're going to the they're going to the bar right now. No, no, they didn't. They just they oh, just. So it did. So it didn't happen. They didn't give, but because I remember this goal where um, a player was behind the goalkeeper, and then the goalkeeper he threw the ball up to try to kick it off, and the player went around him. I don't know if you remember seeing that that goal a while right. back, but but I think the rule is if you you could be offside, but if the goalie touches the ball and you have no interference. He sort of puts it back into play. Right. Yeah, we're going to have to go to the archives for that. But I believe that was... Yeah, because uh, yeah, the, the goalie should, uh, should uh, you know, he lo, lo, lo habilita. The thing yeah. is, 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 was he in an offside position on, on, on the first touch? No, uh, no, he wasn't. So that, was should, not... that, that should be a goal. Yeah, uh, the, the, yeah he, was, he was nowhere near the goalie, and then the goalie... Yeah. The goalie sort of left the bar right there for him, but yeah, we could we could probably double check that just to make sure. Yeah, so like, actually uh, like he was not tied. The, the, he was tied. Yeah, Vega was tied uh, with uh, what's that? So he was the second highest Mexican goal scorer. Yeah, in, uh, in, in Liga Mexicana, which is impressive given the lack of goal scorers and his age too. And yes, given indeed. His age. That is. Uh, that is crazy. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, still uh, still a teenager, I believe. And uh, you're right that he was born in 1997. So not he's not a teenager. He's 21. He's 21. See, this is this this is you know people ask him, well, you know, what's what's the problem with Mexico? This is the problem with Mexico. I thought he was younger though. I, th- I thought I thought he was, he was younger. younger too. I thought yeah, he was not... as well. So, I, I still think it's good for his age. It's not that common in in uh, Liga MX. As it should be, because uh, but I think it's it, yeah, it I should be. Uh, I mean, but, I mean, if you want to see these guys, you know, if they're good enough, you want to see them like Lainess, you know, like you know, Lainess obviously is an undisputed talent, and of course he's going to debut at 16, 17 years old as he did because he's you know proven that he's good enough. You know, the same thing with uh, with Chucky Lozano, he debuted. When he was 18, and not only you know debuted against America, and but they didn't even score a goal in the Estadio Azteca, and uh, so you know th- that's what you want to see. You know, it, it's hard for me to see players like uh, you know like 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 Vega and some of these other guys that you know uh, have you know you know you, you, you make this make this big jump. You know, when they've already crossed the, the 20 year threshold, you want to see these guys make the jump. If, if if they're as talented as people think, uh, you know when uh, it's uh, you know in the in the seventeen to nineteen year range. So uh, you know, we'll see how that uh, how that how that plays out there with uh, 
with Mr. Vega. So, uh, Joel, you know, he's had a, a pretty good season, uh, as we've said. And we've also seen, um, you know, other other Mexican players have, have good seasons that were not called up. And we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago where it's not necessarily, you know, and especially, you know, right now, you know, right after a World Cup. I mean, they're not really trying to, quote, unquote, you know, see all these players. They're trying to sell tickets. You know, you know, the reasons why, you know, some of the names that were, that were included, that were included were, you know, to like the Bolivos of the world to try and, uh, try and, you know, try and get the, get, get the tickets sold as opposed to, you know, evaluating talent and this and that. So that's what ended up happening uh, in that situation. So we haven't seen Mr. Vega, but, uh, if, if Chivas does end up, uh, forking over, they're gonna, you know, you know, the price has gone up, especially if he continues to have a good league. So that's number one. Number two, the Chivas is gonna have to pay an additional premium. As, uh, as, as, as they do because of their, of their personnel policies. You see, talked about uh, in the past on a pretty regular basis. Because that's just the way it is. They're gonna have to pay. You know, if, uh, they, if they want a player, well, you know, if, if Pumas wanted this player, the price is five, but if Chivas wants him, the price is eight. And, 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 and it's not, you know, that's, that's just the way it is. I mean, that's just the way it is for, uh, for, uh. Yeah. Yeah, with, 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 with Vega then 21, then I, I could see, I could see Toluca selling him. Um, I, I thought he was a bit younger, 18, 19. Uh, but at that age, you should already be a starter. Exactly. Um, and especially if you're a top talent, you should already be like a already key player. Um, but but well, we'll see what happens. That was that goal show a lot of skill, and and there's there's way more Mexican players that are at that level. We just don't see them because it's it's so little. There's so little opportunities, and that's. That was one of the things Tuca, he talked about uh, after his last match with the national team about, you know, that there needs to be a restriction in, in number of foreigners. And even the league is looking to cut back. But, but even, even, even the cutback is still not that much. No. Still we're going down to eight or something like that. Well, I mean, I mean the, 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 the number is, the number, frankly, is unlimited. Uh, you're gonna have yeah. an unlimited number of foreigners on your team as long as you only field eight or whatever it is. So you don't have eight on your on your uh, on your Yes, so that's, that's, I mean, you know that that that's ridiculous. I mean, it should you know it used to be for years and it was only five foreigners. Period. So yeah. you, know, you have a roster of thirty guys and only five. Of them wasn't it four four and five, right? Yeah, I, I think in DFA was like I, I'm not sure if you could have an extra or or one less. It was one less. Yeah. Yeah, for there, for Yeah, frankly, we, we, you know, you know, in the, in Chilangolandia, you just, you just don't need it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out in the provincia, I can see how. Provincia, they how, need how, help. How, how teams would, would, would need foreign help. <laughs> so, so I found this, um, I found this, Jon. Let me see if I'm, if I'm understanding it right. There is no offside offense. If a player receives the ball directly from a goal kick, a corner kick, a throw in, or a drop the ball. So in that so in that sense, then then he was offside. You think he was? Yeah. I don't know. 
Because it wasn't a goal kick, it wasn't a corner kick, it wasn't a throw-in, and it wasn't a, a, a drop ball. But it, wouldn't that be like his save be well, a drop I, I, ball? I, I think the drop ball is when the referee does the does the the bote. I think that, that that's the drop ball that you're talking about. I think. Oh. But it, yeah, but uh, I mean, I always look at you know, was he to me the, the the play was was he offside on the shot, and he wasn't it, offside on the shot. So it's it's a. It is also not an offense if the ball was last deliberately played by an opponent except for a deliberate save. So there, there is your answer right there. So it was a deliberate save. Yeah. Um, yeah, if that's the case, then uh, the ref just saved. Just saved the Tigers. Which, uh, yeah, well, of course, you know, pretty if, lackluster. If, if, if that would have been against America, then... Uh, then we all know that uh, that you know the call would have gone you know, you know, you, you know, how, you know in any way to to to, to perjudicar uh, America. That's that, that's what would have happened. You know, according to most Americanistas, you know, uh, today the, the referee in the, in the America game gave gave uh, six minutes of stoppage time, which apparently was too excessive. <laughs> it was too much for America to defend, and that was the reason why they lost it. So it wasn't because they they, they couldn't defend for six minutes. It six, the referee six, made made him defend for six minutes. Six minutes, it's like a lifetime, John. So, it can be a lifetime. You know, it's uh, it's, it, it's you know, it, it's never their fault. It's never their fault when, when things like that happen. It's always it's always somebody else's fault. They're doing it. And the two Americans fans. This is always. Uh, as is always the case. So, Hoy, we have uh, Pumas hanging on, uh, hanging on my thread here in in the book. And if they, if they end up, even if they tie one one, I would say advantage Pumas because Liga uh, Mekis was not kind to to to, to Tigres because they're going to make them play the, the second leg, and not not just in Mexico City, but in high noon in the sweltering sixty five. Hey, it's all about home field advantage. So. Yes. You know, it is so. Uh, th- th- there you have it. Uh, you know, you know, Pumas who is who is the three seed. So I mean, they are the higher seed. So you know, frankly, they should be the favorites uh, in, in this uh, in this sort of thing. They, you know, they played Tigres already. Uh, sort of a game, so they tied three three. They played them at four o'clock. So it's, you, know, you know, there there was a there's a really good interview, and I haven't had a chance to see it. With the Pumas FO, and they're talking about how they, some of the changes they did to improve the squad. Uh, I think they were in Fútbol Picante a few days ago. It's on my queue to watch later. Well, I mean, they had to do something because, uh, you know, the, uh, I know that the, you know, the, the Cantera has, has provided a, you know, a pretty decent amount of You know, I mean, certainly not at the caliber that, they, that, and any fan of Mexican soccer at least for the past 20, 30 years you know, can attest to the fact that, uh, you know, if, if a good player comes out of Pumas, he's usually a great player. I mean, they've, uh, and they haven't had that, that great player in, in quite a while. It's been a long time since Pumas has had that quote-unquote uh, great player that has come out. Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, deflection, Dina scores. Did you just see it? I was, yeah, I was, 
I was Ugh. keeping quiet there, Yon. Did not want to disappoint. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah, but so, so Tigris, uh, uh, Javier Aquino scores on a, on a shot that is deflected by what looked like a Pumas player's ass. The back of his front. What is the what is celebration? He was doing the... What was that? Doing with his hands. Oh, I'm not quite sure, frankly. I'm not. Uh, I'm not up to speed on. Uh, yeah, it was definitely with the bumpies, the, the deflection. Not the. Uh... It's, it's still a good result, Yon. It, oh, not no, all no, is no, lost. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm <laughs> believing that getting that precious away goal is massive. It's, it could certainly, uh, you know, prove to be the difference. And there's no reason why Fumas can't get a second one. It's not like uh, he's doing the, the German chicken dance. Is what it looks like. <laughs> That was yeah, that was what the celebration is. So, so there you go. So, so uh, up to the minute news, Tigres has tied Pumas. So it's with the, uh, Javier Aquino gets the equalizer with his shot uh, is, is deflected off the posterior of a Pumas player and goes into the uh, corner of the net. And uh, let's see if, uh, if Pumas can hang on for the next 20 minutes to keep the one on draw. You know, to, uh, that Tigres get a second. Although, uh, as long as, you know, to me, a good result for for, for, for Pumas would be don't you know don't lose by you lose by two or less that to me is a good result. You just can't John, lose it's, it's looking like Tigres is is turning up the heat. <clears throat> well, but they didn't score again, did they? No, no, they didn't. But it, it hit the post, man. I don't know why you're so much further ahead than I am on the internet. That's probably why. But uh, there's not much I can do about that. But, you know, what happens? happens. And, uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah, I just saw that right now. Oof. Oof. <laughs> yes, yeah, so well, and then it's like they're getting lucky, though. It's, it's, uh, cause that was meant as a cross. <laughs> it's meant as a cross. And it, they, it, some kids scored on me like that a long time ago. I was playing, I was playing, uh, pub. Sunday league, Sunday pub league, and kid runs down the wing and he sends a cross and then the wind, the wind pushes it in, uh, except it, it scored on me and, and man, as a keeper, you look really bad, but that, that's a hard ball to, to block, you know? It is. Especially if it curves, especially if it curves like that. Uh, yeah, as a shot is one of those. He could shoot all day, and it's, he probably won't make that shot. Um, but yeah, man. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, but uh, big news uh, on the national team front. So it looks like uh, the U.S. national team has named Columbus Crew coach Greg Berhalter, a former national team player, uh, one of the uh, players on the field when uh, the U.S. beat Mexico 2-0 in Korea. I've been coaching Columbus Crew for a long time. It seems like I've had after after a year of looking and interviewing and, and trying to get the guy, uh, uh, the, the the cynic in me says that the U.S. settled for 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 Berhalter. I don't necessarily think that was their top choice Wait, at all. It feels like they were divided, and and I think it's it sort of seems that way since. Uh... They changed presidency. 
because it's been like a big divide as to what direction uh, they're going to take. And, and you know, like one half wanted Martino or, or a foreign coach to come in and shake things up. And then the other half was like, we tried that with Klinsman and it didn't, it didn't work out too well. Uh, let's just do what we know best. Right. Which, yeah, I, I don't blame, you know, I, I think a lot of times, uh, we, we put a lot of, we put a lot of stock in the coach, but it's like, you, you know, and, and I, and I've seen other people say this, yeah, you could bring Mourinho, you could bring Pep to the Mexican national team. He's not going to have them playing like they have the old, those teams because they're just not going to be, they're not going to have access to the same type of players. Right. Well, I mean, you know, one, one thing that, uh, you know, that I noticed under, uh, under Clinton particularly, and then, you know, maybe not as much under, under Arena, is, is, is that Clinton was so desperate to, to make the U.S. play this, 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 this possession driven style that frankly, they just don't have the horses to do. And when they did try to play like that, I mean, they were just, yeah. But, but, but when they play the absorb, you know, and there's nothing wrong with the absorb. I mean, you can't carry it. Italy has won World Cups playing absorb count. You know, they've done, they've done very well with that. Uh, using that style, it's not. Uh, there's there's absolutely nothing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Frankly, the U.S. is, is very effective with it because you know that their, their conditioning is good. That they have you know very fast players. You know, they get guys on. They can get guys on break. And uh, so it's not, uh, you know, it, it's a style of play that I think suits them very well. And if, and if, and if Berhalter is the one that, you know, that helps the U.S. do that, I mean, I mean, just, there's, you don't have to play pretty to win. No. And I think that Clinton was, was kind of forcing the U.S. to try and play pretty to win. And, uh, and, and Arena, you know, I think at that point, you know, was just trying to yeah. just, just get well, it win very yeah, they, they call, um, um, Bob, damn, I forget his name. I forget his last name. Um, Bob, uh, Bradley. Brad, Bob, what was it? Uh, Bunker Bob. Or... Bunker Bob and Robo Bob. <laughs> what is his last name though? It's, it's, Bradley. I'm pretty Bob, Bradley. Bob Bradley, right? Uh, yeah, he's a good coach. He's a really good coach and people hate it. His style and yeah, they're Bunker Bob and Robo Bob, but this guy had them so close to winning a Confederations Cup that would have been epic because yeah, they, had, they had they had the results under Bradley for sure. Yeah, they had defeated uh, Spain that was like on a what's what's it twenty five thirty game unbeaten streak. Yeah, and they, they defeated them in an official match. And had Brazil down two zero. And they had, yeah, they in the first half of very, very talented Brazil, uh, might I add. It's not like, and, and, uh, he came close, man. He came close and, and it's, 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 uh, you know, it's interesting how fans forget things like this a lot of times. They, you know, yes. it's, it's like, wait, dude, <laughs> what the, you almost, you almost made history right there. It came very close. But just, just even finishing second was huge. Um, 
you know, but that would have been their first international cup, similar to Mexico's in 1999 uh, with La Puente, who a lot of people don't give credit to anymore. So <laughs> these, I think both fans are, are, you know, the more I follow both teams, the more they start resembling each other. Some of these yes. attitudes. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it, is, it, it is very true. Uh, yeah, so, and then, of course, you know, uh, in, in other news, uh, looks like if, if Tata Martino is indeed the coach for Mexico, they're going to have to wait. He, he just made the final, Jon. He did. With uh, Atlanta, yeah, they won their conference. I don't know how that works. <laughs> well, yeah, they won the, uh, the Eastern Conference, so they, and they will not only will they, will they be playing in the MLS Cup, they'll be hosting the MLS Cup. I'm sure MLS is, is thrilled. Do you, do you get like a trophy for that? Uh, do you remember years back, Mexico used to say Campeón de Invierno? Hey, did, did well, they yeah, even well, get well, something well, well, or well, just like the, a paper? The, the Invierno was the Clausura. That's what they used to call the Clausura with the Invierno. No, I know, but, but I don't remember that you would get anything for it. They would just call you that, Campeón de Invierno. Oh, well, yeah, you got the trophy because that was the, that was the tournament. No, 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 for the league. Oh, but before, before they split the, before they split the season. Yeah, it's like before it went into Liguilla, if you finished, if if you finished just top top the table, they would say as campeón de invierno or you know campeón de whatever. But you didn't get anything. It was just like a name only. Yeah, well, the MLS does the same thing. They give uh, whoever you know wins with the most points at the end. It gets the supporter shield. All right. Well, at least you get up. At least you get something, man. <laughs> a certificate of appreciation. Amen. I wouldn't mind one of those. Um, yeah. So they're gonna have to wait. And uh, you know, this is something that uh, we've had discussions about in the past. Uh, what is you know the, the, the I'm not gonna say the cover is bare, but there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a major overhaul that's gonna have to be done between now. In 2022, as far as the uh, players from Mexico, and um, you know, we'll have to check and see if if, if, if Mr. Martinez is up to that task. That is, if he can, you know, go down to uh, Mendoza and you know, go to Newell's old boys and you know, find out competition. But they can't be that Yankees. He doesn't have that that luxury. And, you know, maybe uh, you know, as as you said in the past, you know. You know and it always seems like it's the it's it's the it's the, the four coaches that, that come in to uh, <laughs> that, that seem to value the uh, the Mexican player more than the you know, than, than the locals do. So we'll see how uh, how that plays out with Tata because uh, you know he's you know out of the players that are playing in Europe, you know, I mean, outside of Chucky. Tecatito, he just became the first Mexican scoring three consecutive Champions League games. So that's... So, so Tecate's having a few... Uh, Added to the book, huh? He's having a good season. And that's good. That's, that's good. He's, he obviously had something happen to him or his family in, in 2017 that has taken him... Um, you know, a good a good year, year and a half to you know to finally get back where his head is right with uh, right with the game again. So hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be able to find that uh, that, that level that we all know he has, and hopefully, we'll be able to 
to get that one. Oh man, I'm sorry, Yon. I feel like I I I, I dropped the salt here. What the score? I was like Salt Bay. He came in with my comments. You know, the sprinkling salt. What the Tia uh, score again? Yes, going that's, uh 2-1. That's all right. Like I said, I mean, as long as it's not, you know, 3-1 or 4-1. Yeah, that's just such a such a stacked team, you know. Such a strong team, and and you know I've, I've said it before. If if um if they wanted to, the Norteño teams owned by uh, is it FAMSA or FAMSA? There's some there's well, some. Um, Monterrey is owned by FAMSA and the others are owned by Sims. FAMSA, but there's like a FAMSA that's like a, I think it's they sell furniture. I confuse them. Right. But uh, FAMSA is a uh, soft drink distributor number yeah. two in the world. Right. No, in the world. Right. And, and Cemex is number two in the world as well. Yeah. Construction, they sell like cement and, right. and building materials. And Bingo's are number two food company. They are. They are. But they don't own the team. Uh, they sponsored a bunch. They sponsored the whole league at one point. Right. But, um, but just if those companies wanted to, <laughs> just they would just stack these teams, especially with the whole well, that's, that's exactly no foreigner limit. That's exactly what they wanted to do. I mean, they, they, they are the two, they are the two clubs that have been pushing for this uh, to to take uh, them to the lid off the uh, the no foreigner limit. Oh. That, no, no, that's how I'm, they want it to be. Yeah, well, they they have, and and that's how they became bigger. But I'm saying they could they could go extra. Because they have that money, like they could literally bring in more. They could have more guignacs, more whatever, more. Well, let's not pretend that they're that they're that they're the only teams in the league that have that kind of financial clout. I, I mean, there are there are other teams in the league that can do the exact same. I don't know, man. I I do think they're they're the most. I I just I know I know only life. Doesn't have that type of cloud, man. Well, no. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I don't think Tevasteca does either. Um, uh, Tevasteca you know, could if they wanted to. They choose. I don't, not without risking going broke. I think. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I think these companies, these two other companies, Semex uh, and Femsa, they, they could lose, they could lose a lot of money, and and it wouldn't affect them. Because I think uh, I think a few years back, even with Televisa, how they they changed the way they would manage the team, and they wanted they wanted um, America to be more independent. And then this was going back when they were spending a lot of money. Back when America would have up to thirty players on their roster, or sometimes even more. And then they because they would just buy, buy, and then. They would loan them out, and they were just—they were just. That's how we fill the roster here in the Cantina Memphis podcast. <laughs> we have, yeah, we have, we have Un- them out on loan right now. Unlimited supply. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's. I think that's. I don't know if it's Tigres or Monterrey right now that have so many foreigners just spread across into other divisions and other leagues. That's how it much would, money they've been spending. Me that it would be that it would be both. Yeah. 
Now, let me uh, let me ask you this, Joel. In uh, uh, in 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 after Jornada dos, when when Chivas was uh, was in the middle of their of their of their pansy, <laughs> you, you said that 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 that, uh, that they should go out on loan. Uh, the fans should go out on loan uh, for the season. So you have you have eight teams left. Is, is, is there a team that's more attractive for, uh, for others for for Chivas fans to 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 go out on loan? Uh, I would assume that America is off the table unless, unless you're yeah. really depraved. Well, I think yeah. Cruz Azul is one of those teams, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seem they always seem kind of similar to Chivas, where they're like the working the working class sort of seem to represent the the working class team. Uh, I've seen a lot of the same jokes the players. Uh, that they got made because, you, you know, Cruz Azul used to play at, at Azteca, same as America. Well, right. they're playing there again, but that's where they played. And, and, and then Chivas for many years played at the Jalisco with, with Atlas. And, and you would Everybody hear similar jokes. Yeah, you would hear some of the similar jokes of like, how do you know when Cruz Azul or Chivas are playing, and it's like, oh, because you see, uh, you see the smoke or something in the air, like when they will clap, because they'll say they have like the dust in their hands, yeah, and and similar jokes like that, like that sort of put down one team because they would say their their player, the fans were, you know, just blue collar jobs, right. No, it was so not, not the smoke from the from the marijuana smoke. That, that, no, that, no, it was no, it was from the construction he, workers. Lighting up and had, like like the fans at the LA Coliseum. Do. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Well, let's see. We got we got six minutes left. Pumas is uh, down two one. Uh, just uh, again, to me, getting the goal of was passing. It's it's hard to beat. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, and and you know the the results have been pretty even. Even the zero two for Querétaro, that's that's still, you know, it's not like how how you see other times where one club would truly like just win three zero, four zero, you know, four one, whatever. Uh, Overall, they're 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 pretty even. So you you would advocate them for 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 Chivas fans to adopt Cruz Azul for this uh, for the rest of the year as their well that's that's the team I adopted yeah mainly because I'm a I'm a big Pelayas fan sure um, mm-hmm. who wouldn't be who wouldn't be a yeah fan? like would we'll like to see him one day return to the national team I would I would I would like that yeah. and you know the rumors just came up. I don't know if it's rumors, but they had the rumors that the close was approached by the Galaxy, and they just heated up recently saying that it's a done deal. So that would be a pretty, I wouldn't say a big loss, but a little bit worrisome for me. It's like, why would he want, I know he didn't want the position to begin with. At first, you know, he was happy just being director of the, you know, of the youth teams. Right, but you know, I, I think if he does leave, I think because he felt like he was 
He was well, used in this honestly, whole. Who would write? Do you want to take orders from Nemo Kanti? Yes. <laughs> no, no, but I feel like he, he, he must have felt like with the whole coaching thing, like he was just put through the loop unnecessarily. Like he was probably tasked with conducting interviews and looking for people. And it's like. Right, that's not what he wanted to do. He wanted to get his hands. Yeah. Get his hands dirty. Roll up sleeves and maybe work the field. Work the field. Speaking of youthful, yeah, I have heard those rumors and I want to see how that, how that plays out. But you know, we would be remiss if we did not mention the fact that that, that, that youth squad is in the World Cup final. In this case, it's in Mexico's U17 Worlds, who eliminated the U.S. half qualifiers and made it through their group by uh, getting uh, a two draws and a win against Brazil and Japan. They beat Ghana in penalty kicks after, after, tie, after coming back to tie twice. And then they, uh, they beat Canada 1-0 in the semifinal. They beat Spain in, in the grand final of the U-17 World Cup. Down in Uruguay. So congratulations uh, so very very happy to see you. And it's not it's not as if you know these girls that were you know kind of like the national team up from from U.S. colleges. Oh, your grandmother's your grandpa's a Mexican girl team. So these are guys that are definitely good to see. And it just goes to show you what a massive disappointment it was that the Mexico women uh, did not qualify for the for the Wish so, they the best of luck, but I have to agree with you though on the on the close. If he does end up leaving the uh, the next week, I think that would be a massive loss. And uh, you know, so just goes, you know, the question is going to be whose brother-in-law is going to get hired in this position. Because you know that that's going to that's going to go to someone who uh, is going to be given the job not because of merit, but because of connection. Uh, I hate to, I hate, I hate to, you know, yeah, or, yeah, or, or would they even hire someone, or would they just leave uh, Torrado, who's already there? You know, would he just take over operations as well? But the close was pretty key, and. Helping Mexico get some quality, some some quality amistosos, mainly in Europe. He was behind some of those games. Uh, he did the uh, the completely uh, maverick uh, <laughs> strategy of, of 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 calling the other federations to see if they were available. What a what an innovator the close was. Not no, a question of kidding, but yeah, it, it was. You know, I've always been a big fan of his. You know, he uh, in, uh, in his time at Chivas, uh, was it was he someone that that, that left a, a positive impression for the two S fans, or or, or or not? No, it's it's not. You know, a, a lot of the a lot of the the boardroom stuff usually goes unnoticed. It's, it's very few of us, you know, and we're pretty nerdy when we. 
we're paying attention to the what the FO is doing. You know, for the most part, I, I see fans just care what happens in the field, and and then whatever whatever the dirigent is most vocal, whatever he says. Right. But, but for the most part, we don't. You know, we don't pay much attention to who's who's moving the strings in the back. Yeah, you guys just want to want to want to trash each other's uh, favorite 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 uh, favorite, favorite yeah. coaches and uh, and directivos. Yeah, but I mean, he, he was at Tigres, you know. He he was at Tigres, and and he the closest responsible for this other guy, this Dutch scout who's been who's been stealing some talent. Or, or, you know, finding the talent uh, for the FMF, you know? In the U.S.? From the U.S., yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's the closest, the guy that hired him. They, they ran into each other in an airport. Uh, I, I, I posted the link. I don't know. I posted the story on the Facebook, you know, on, on the Cantina Facebook page. Sure. Pretty interesting story. But this guy, he's pretty big, massive scout, and uh, some of these guys uh, that that end up playing for the U, for the, I mean for the years for for the selection. Uh, he, for the most part, that guy has had a a hand in it. Hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, if. If if the close does end up going to uh, to the galaxy, do you think that we'll be able to accept that journey? If they'll be able to what? To rescatar uh, Giovanni? Or is you know, Giovanni I, too, many, I, too many Tommy burgers into the into it, the abyss? It, it seems like Gio wants to be rescued. You know, uh, his brother was, which is surprising. Why is the brothers? Why was the brother talking? Because the brother was saying how, yeah, Gio wants to make up for this horrible last season. But it's like, why isn't Gio the one saying it? Uh, you know? Because Gio's too busy. He's too busy having Tommy Burger and party. <laughs> you know, he's, he's one of those, uh, those tiki bars there in LA. Yeah. No, I think, I think, I think he can. I mean, you know, uh, I, but I think I would wonder also why they would bring someone like Teclose. Is it because maybe uh, they might try to get some some Liga MX talent, you know, not necessarily Mexican, but just yeah. overall talent. Like Boselli right now, he's he's going to be a free agent. The Leon striker. Yeah. Uh, so... So you know players, players like that, that you could probably bring. Even someone like Benedetto, who was in Liga MX, is right now with Boca. You know. Yeah. No. Exactly. Well, and I've always said that uh, you know, I think match should, should keep it on the uh, the level of talent that MLS brings in from South America. So, you know, when the South American players, Liga MX is better than South America. 
maybe I met his skin. League of Legends fans should really start to worry about it as far as getting yeah. some of the building stuff to overtake League of Legends as far as talent and trophies, etc. So, to be honest, as part of that, then I can see why, why there won't be something like that. Other than that, I just don't see any. Yeah, because like like speaking Benedetto, he's twenty eight. He's he's not going to Europe, even if he has, you know, a really good final in uh, in the upcoming Libertadores match against right. River. Uh, he's he's yeah, he's not going to Europe. Uh, with all due respect to him, uh, and and. The best offer would come. It, it, it would. I mean, Boca could probably keep him because he would, you know, he he would. He's becoming one of their top draws, or or they could just cash cash out and and you know he would be huge back in Liga MX or even MLS. Sure. Uh, he is a great talent. Um, well, maybe what could, they could do is is to uh, you know, run him through one of the, the batteries that are really you know, one of just his, his Boca shirt. So that they can, they can pop them with stones, so that they can garner more sympathy. See if they can ultimately win the Copa Libertadores titles. I don't see them like that. Which, frankly, is, is, is beyond pathetic. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, just Libertadores talk. The final was finally announced, and it will be at Santiago Bernabéu, December eighth. That's true. I, I cannot. Tell you what a pathetic if this, if this whole thing is. It's just been, just been a huge embarrassment for, for Argentine soccer, for South American soccer, for Venezuelan soccer. No one, no one, no one is at all. Yeah, they wanted it in Miami just because that would have been easy for a lot of their fans to travel. And there's already a big Argentine community, but it would have to have been on the eighth because the Dolphins play on the ninth, right. and on the eighth is the same day as MLS Cup. So yeah, and I don't blame you know I don't blame I don't blame U.S. Soccer for not wanting that. <laughs> they already have a difficult time promoting football here, competing against all these other teams to to then bring in. You know, an, another, just to add more, you know? Right. Well, I mean, like I said, if they would have just, I said this last week, if they would have just canceled the, the game on Saturday immediately after the game, just going to be then we wouldn't even have that suspension. But, but it's just, it's just, it's, you know, and, uh, I know that, uh, it's, it's just, it's just hard. It's just, they really should be embarrassed. It's because we're so passionate about it. It's like, whatever. It's, to me, this is a, this is an international embarrassment. And not only that, but I mean, also you know, this, this, this little thing, this little theater in front of in front of the president of FIFA, who uh, would probably not consider as much an Argentina World Cup coming up like in twenty thirty. 
because of that. So I mean, I, I really do think that this they did this had a, a huge. Uh, if, if they were hoping to host another North Carolina, this, this had a huge setback for them to have this this this, this complete thing happen. While while, and then I'm not saying that he continues the same. I think he posts on his website. Yeah, it, it will be interesting to see what happens, you know, in regards to this. Like, does Conmebol switch their format? Because they're obviously going to make more money. Uh, or 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 they just keep it as is. But there was already talk about changing the format in the next couple years, uh, especially if... If Liga MX and MLS teams join, sure, uh, they wanted to do the predetermined final uh, in a predetermined venue for the final, and it would have been a one-off you know, instead of the home and home. I have to ask myself: you know, ask you, you know, it's, it's one thing when you have a final like you know, Boca Juniors. Um, But what happens if they have a final like in the Liga Deportivo Cucuta against you know, those old players? Who's going to go to the city and watch that? You know, it's kind of the same thing with the... Uh, yeah. We have the Gold Cup outside the U.S. I mean, if they have it in the U.S., our fans and something that we don't watch Panama Pinnacle. Yeah, there's been a few like that, but but if if it, if the tournament changes where it's like more money, then you could just see the bigger clubs investing more and and just having much stronger clubs. So I, I think that, and then the chances of that happening are, is just going to be less. So, sort of like what happened in Champions League, where before you would get some. Some of these clubs, you know, smaller clubs making it, making it to the final and winning, and now it's like, it's just very unheard of, just because, you know, all the big teams just spend more money now to have these stronger clubs, squads. Yep. You guys were insisting that that was, you know, looks like that this was all planned. You know, excited about how we're right. But, you know, what's going to end up happening now is like, now I'm not going to travel, you know, 24 hours with your ass kicked from this man. Because, you know, because for whatever reason, they're just desperate to have this thing. And then they're still going to appeal the decision and still want to go pass for something. But frankly, they're just not going to win. It's just like, you know, I thought that you guys were a proud club. I mean, wouldn't you want to? You know, and I know, I know that, you know, that, that there was, there's a risk of losing, but you, know, you guys actually, actually might be able to win, too. I mean, I, I've seen Boca Juniors beat, you know, much better teams in Liverpool. So, to me, just the whole thing is just, uh, just a huge embarrassment. Just, uh, just an absolute climb. You know, that's going to be a showcase of that. 
both clubs in sport for the country, you know, and it's not just a tournament, it's just this, this complete shit show. It's, it basically put, 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 it focused the light on everything that is wrong with Washington soccer. Instead of what's good, what's good. And another year, Argentina file, so I'm sure that uh, it's probably a bittersweet for you too, just to you know, watch these guys just fumble over themselves. You know, to, to try and, you know, win up for whatever, for whatever reason. It's like, just play the game, guys. That's my personal thoughts on it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. Well, on that note, John, I think I'm going to ir. Fair enough. No, it's a, a good spot for us to uh, wrap it up. You know, we did our three-hour show like we did on Monday when we did that. Set me back for days doing that show. But, uh, Claude, before we go, uh, give me your uh, give me your yeah, predictions. Sasul uh, survived. They get through their their two zero advantage, or do they have a massive Cruzazul? No, I don't think we'll see a Cruzazuleada. Not against Querétaro, yeah. at least. Not against uh, not against Querétaro. Okay, and then uh, Monterrey Santos. Oh, I, I still think it could go either way. You know, well, both yeah. teams are well, very strong. Well, I'm asking you to go one way. Mm, I'm going to go with Monterrey. All right. So no more fuchazos for you. Uh, fuchazo, by the way, is, uh, is rumored to be going to America, which uh, shouldn't surprise anybody since Santos has been America's favorite team for the past five, six years or so. I'm going to go Querétaro as well. I'm sorry, uh, Cruz Azul as well. I think Santos is going to do it. I think, uh, I think that they can beat uh, that they can beat Monterrey, and then I think that there will be a, a couple of fuchazos that uh, that will take care of them. Over in uh, over on Sunday, uh, the Nooner, we have uh, Dignes and Pumas. Dignes with a two-one advantage, but playing in that scorching sixty-five degree heat in the altitude where the Vikings don't seem to do well. Go ahead. You still, you still on, on, on the Tigre train, or are you? Uh... Yeah, okay. I, I still think Tigres, Tigres are favorite, and uh, I think uh, Puma's best bet was at least the draw. But they're gonna have to open up now. Okay. Well, if they win one zero, <laughs> they win one zero. They're through. So they're gonna have to win either way. Even if they drew, you know what I think. I think they're going to do. It. I think Pumas, and I'm not just saying this as a fan. I just, I just think that uh, that uh, the Tigres, uh, uh, the is just it, 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 it's starting to uh, to uh, slide a little bit. So I do, I do think uh, Pumas uh, gets the upset. But the big one is the uh, is Toluca America. 
2-2 draw, and they went to the, the Azteca to play at night. It's not as if, uh, you know, America is going to have the advantage of the altitude because they play Toluca. But they're at the Azteca, Joel. What happens? I, I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time hearing you. I was asking you about uh, Toluca, America. That's what's going to happen. I, I still see America as favorites. Uh, and and I, I think it'll go through with a draw. I, I don't think it'll be like a 3-3 three, three draw. I could see he, another 1-1 one, one or 2-2, two, two. but uh, I still have Amia's favorites to take yeah. out Toluca. So if, if America advances by time, are the fans going to be upset with you? We can only advance with ties. Uh, so yeah, just because that's... I need to like him. Yeah, that's, that's, that's become the typical Americanista. Uh, we don't they, play, they we don't play to... well enough to win. We're only tying this to advance. I don't like <laughs> They they forget how even the league has gotten. They got That's used to back back when teams, you know, you had really weak teams and 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 then it was easier for for some of these clubs to just have five zero wins, and 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 they kind of still expect that. It's similar to Selección as well, you know, when when they would play the Turks and Caicos and then. Then they're playing like Honduras, and they're not getting that that massive result, and they're thinking that the team sucks now. <laughs> well, I mean, kind of like what we just saw in the, in the U twenty. You know, they uh, you know they steamrolled all the tiny little island countries, and then they played Panama. They you know they barely got by. Actually, I think they tied them. They barely got by some other. They lost to the US. Yeah, it's. Uh, I do. I do think that America will uh, will win. So it's looking like it'll be the, uh, at least on my side, it'll be the top four teams. And for you, it'll be the top three teams in the five seats. So it'll be Santos Cruz Azul. And then we got, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I don't know, it'll be, for you, it'll be uh, Tigres. So it'll be uh, Tigres, Cruz Azul, and America Santos. And for me, it'll Cruz Azul, Santos, and America. That's what well, that'll wrap it up here on the Academics podcast. We will uh, um, probably have a show. I won't be able to do a show on Sunday, but we'll probably have a show at some point next week. Uh, I'll be doing a lot of driving uh, at night because I'll be going back and forth from Dallas, and we'll probably uh, squeeze one uh, time period when that happens. But I uh, appreciate you all uh, listening tonight and, of course, uh, downloading this or subscribe to this on our iTunes page or Google Play. And of course, you can listen to this on our YouTube channel. Please give us a follow on Twitter. Uh, we uh, occasionally do have some you know, somewhat uh, witty comments on Twitter. I know that Koi does very well. Keep it up on our Facebook page. So uh, be sure to like us over there as well. Koi, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, John. And uh, thanks to all of you for listening. Uh, from me, I'm Koi Lacetis. My name is John Jagu. We will talk to you guys next week and enjoy your weekend.